You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. Welcome back to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys. We are podcasting from pretty much the place that started it all, my kitchen table. The kitchen studio! We're back. (laughs) Just had some burgers, some beans. Now I got the toots. Now we got the toots. Um, and then on top of it, you're drinking one of those spicy pineapple uh, Corona seltzers. It's gone. Oh, it's gone, so you need another one? Uh, yeah, after the podcast. Okay, all right. Little yeah, treat. I got the toots. The toots, sweet. That's right. So, it's been uh, a pretty decent uh, afternoon so far. I mean, my dad came down, gave me my motorcycle finally, yeah. so that's nice. I got to drive it in my drive, drive it up my driveway, park it in the garage. So, Julia sits on it, honking the horn. She was loving it. Huh? Yeah, Axe can't hear you because uh, he's deaf because Julia was honking the horn in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then we had dinner, like I said, and some burgers and beans, some chips. Chips? You like chips? Dan Housen likes chips too. Curse you. What does he say? He's evil but nice or nice but evil? I don't remember exactly what he says. Yeah, I don't remember what he says. I don't know. It's it's funny. He's a good uh good act. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think about wrestling this week? Interesting week. Yeah, a lot of interesting stuff happened. Um, I was asleep for the pay-per-view, obviously, because uh, I woke up like five or six times from my naps. <laughs> and then uh, I finally caught the the end, and then it timed out or whatever, or... I don't know what happened. I woke up and the the screen was blank. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Big news, though, it seems like that uh, CM Punk's reign has come to an end. Um, He's hurt. And uh, he's going to need surgery. But... um, they said they're going to have an interim champion. That's what you, you, you saw? Yeah, they're going to have an interim champion. Um, they're going to have an eight-man battle royal. And the winner of that battle royal is going to face John Moxley for the uh, world title. So I have yet to see any names being entered into that uh, battle royal, but I could take a guess that um, Hangman's going to be one of them. Uh, most likely Adam Cole. Yep. Um, thinking Jungle Boy would probably be entered in it. Maybe Jericho. Maybe Jericho. If, well, if it's, 
anybody from Jericho's group, it'll probably be um, uh, Daniel Garcia. Hmm. Well, maybe Sammy Guevara. Yeah, I was thinking they're probably going to have the top eight guys, so it's probably going to be like Hangman, Adam Cole. That's two. Probably Darby Allen. Three. Eddie Kingston. Four. Jericho. Five. Um, I would say Scorpio Sky, but he's TNT champ, so... It's a possibility. I mean, I guess he could still be in there. He could be the first ever TNT. Pro- yeah, double champ. Double uh, champ. Probably um, Brian Danielson. Oh, yeah. Forgot about him. Um, but if Brian Danielson's in, does... Or, wait a minute. No, he's not aligned with... Well, he is kind of... Well, not really aligned with um, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, he's more aligned with Mox, but... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's like, what, six or seven guys? Um Um, maybe, uh, maybe they throw Pack in there, or Malachi Black. Yeah, that would be another one. Um, yeah, I mean, the options are pretty, pretty out there, so I don't know, I guess we'll have to see, see exactly what they say. Yeah. Only, uh, only time will tell. I think that that's going to happen on Dynamite this week. So, um, and then the winner will face Moxley, like I said, at um, um, uh, Forbidden Door. Sorry, having a brain fart here. Oh, it could be open to New Japan, guys. We don't know. Right. So it could be Okada in the mix. Yeah, maybe, but I would think that it would have to be somebody who's going to be open to a lot of America dates. Does Kenny come back? I don't think Kenny's ready. I think he's still recovering. Okay. But I did see, speaking of Kenny real quick, I did see where he had, uh, he's been doing a lot of interviews or whatever, and I guess he said that he's rehabbing what what he can but he's kind of just come to grips that he'll probably never be 100% ever again. That's what he said. Hmm. Excuse me. Um, so, but I mean, what? Kenny's at least mid-30s? I think so. Mid I can't to, remember Mid to late 30s. So, I mean, I mean, this is like the first major time he's missed, really. So, I don't know. And he carried AEW there for a while, for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, I think I think he's going to take his time to, to heal up the right way, so. Okay. I don't know. But, um, back to the CM Punk thing. 
Uh, it seemed like that they were going to align him with uh, FTR there. Yeah. I so, don't know what was going. I don't know what what happened there. Well, I mean, they've pretty much broken away from MJF, and they're kind of faces now. Um, yeah. So I think that would have been a pretty cool faction, though them them three together. Um, I feel like they definitely mesh pretty well together, and I don't know. Maybe it'll still happen. Yeah, Punk said. Uh, on uh, Rampage, didn't watch it, but uh, I caught his uh, in-ring promo or speech or whatever you want to call it, and he said he wasn't done. He still had more left in the tank. It's just a bump in the road here with the whatever injury he has. Now you said something that uh, when he was in the ring with FTR that he had like one shoe on. So um, I think it was either after. I think it must have been after Dynamite. Maybe he had a match on Dynamite, and uh, there was a photo of him with FTR backstage, and it said, like, um, backstage drinks in quotations or whatever, because obviously he can't drink. FTR was having a... Those two guys were having a beer, but he was drinking something else. Um, But he had one shoe on and one shoe off. He still had his kick pads on. Um, but he was barefoot, no sock, nothing. So um, I thought that was a little strange, but I didn't know he was injured at the time when I saw the photo. But um, Maybe he tweaked his ankle. See, that's what I was wondering. But well, I guess, I guess you could say he already wrestled on Dynamite, so like him being on Rampage later in the show... It's just after the injury or whatever, right? Yes. Wait, I thought Rampage was live this week. Was it? Or maybe it's next week. One of the weeks coming up, Rampage is gonna be is supposed to be live. Okay. Um, but I can't remember. It might be this week coming up. I can't remember. But anyways... Yeah, so he found out afterwards, so... Yeah. Um, hmm. Which is weird, though, that he found out so quick that he was going to need surgery. Because usually they don't know until they look, have an extra look unless they had an MRI machine there. Yeah, unless he got rushed off to the hospital real quick and had something done. Yeah, I don't know. Or if the doctor knew exactly what kind of injury it was. It's hard to say. Or maybe he doesn't need surgery. Or maybe it was bothering him and he got surgery, or he needed surgery, and it it got worse. It's hard to say, because I don't know what, what's injured and stuff, so... Um. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little questioning, but whatever, I guess. Yeah. So that's pretty big news. Now, as we're sitting here at the table, I know that you fired up your uh, your phone and watched the MJF promo. Yeah, biggest news of the week. Yeah. 
What's your initial thoughts after seeing that promo? Well, so what I originally seen without watching the promo, like I kind of got snip, snippets of what was said. Um, I thought, uh, it's just part of the show, especially after talking to you. Uh, it's just part of the show. But, I don't know, I, I'm like in the middle because part of me thinks it, it's real, it's a, it's a shoot and it's real. But it also kind of feels like CM Punk's pipe bomb a little. Mm-hmm. And I know CM Punk was pretty upset when he did that in WWE, but he stuck around for another, what? Year? Year, year and a half after that. So, I don't know, it's it's really hard to say, especially nowadays in the wrestling industry, it's hard to say, like, what's truthful and what's not, because, I mean... Especially coming out of MJF. Right, he always stays in character, he, he very rarely... Pushes the envelope. Yeah, um... And especially with this this coming after his little deal with, like, around the pay-per-view time with him not going to the signing and this and that. So, the whole Wardlow feud um, kind of, I think, stepped up the game. I think it stepped up the game so that way he could play his cards and... I mean, they've been playing this angle for a little bit now of uh, the 2024. Right. And after Cody signed with WWE. Yeah, this is definitely not the first time I've heard MJF being unhappy with his AEW tenure. I mean... Dave Meltzer's been known to uh, have an inside to the business. Your dad's abrupt, psychotic enemy. Yeah. His <laughs> ex-protege. Ex-protege. That's right. Um, but um, who stole all your dad's contacts, right? Yeah. He forced my dad out of the business. That's right. But anyways, um, so he said that, uh, I mean... These some of these WWE guys that they're bringing in, they are getting larger contracts than he is. Is that true? And see, it's moments like this where I even more hand get that old WCW vibe from AEW. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. Yep, I know what you mean. Well, here's the thing. Like, you bring in guys like Malachi Black. He was already huge overseas. Like, in ICW. Um, so, huge on the independent scene. Um, and you, guys, you bring in guys like Adam Cole. Adam Cole's been popular for the last 10 plus years. Samoa Joe, 10 plus years. 
Probably longer. Daniel Bryant. Like 20, him and Samoa Joe, like 20 years or whatever they've been in the business. Some of these guys are veterans in the business. And, like, you know what you get out of these guys. So, but for, I mean, if Keith Lee is making more money than MJF, I think that's a problem. No, uh, let me let me stop you right right there for a second here too. Is like, you and then you got guys like, um, um, uh, Jay Lethal. He's been around the block. He was ROH World Champion and whatnot. He's wrestled in front of crowds. Like, in that sense, yeah, he could be making more than MJF. So you have different variables in there. So. Right. Well, the only thing I was really going to say is like... Um, um, MJF is still young. And he hasn't really paid his dues. So when it comes to like things like that, like it would make sense for him to make like less money. Um... Than you know somebody like John Moxley or Brian Danielson or stuff like that, but like the way I look at it is like, okay, if you just want to throw some numbers out there, you know, I'm just you. We'll just use these in it as an example. You know, I'm probably thinking the way that AEW contracts are set up is like, like oh, here's this contract. You are, we're gonna you know, have you work so many dates. These are guaranteed dates. So you're going to work 30 guaranteed dates, and then we'll figure out some other things here and there. But they're probably paid on, like, a per-appearance basis instead of, like, like WWE contracts are where it's like, oh, I'm going to pay you even if you're sitting at home kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but, like, I'm sure Darby Allen and... MJF are getting paid about the same amount of money. I would assume so. And like, yeah, but like, how can MJF be mad if he's making less money than some of these other guys? If he's, when's the last time you haven't seen MJF on Dynamite or Rampage? Or a pay-per-view. As opposed to like, Andrade. Andrade's like very rarely ever on there. Mm-hmm. Or like Malachi Black on there every once in a while or only on Rampage. Um, or like Ruby Soho, she's very rarely on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I just, I mean I understand him wanting to make more money, but I mean, you You've literally been in AEW for like three years, and you come from MLW where you were like a very like not well-known town at all, and you pretty much blew up overnight, and then now you're upset and your first deal's not even over yet? Yeah. I mean, I could see you being frustrated, but you're being used very heavily in pretty important storylines. Yep. And then now all of a sudden your contract, I could see, you know, like your contract ends 
And then you're like, I think I'm worth this. And Tony Khan's like, oh, yeah, no, not really. Then I could see you being upset. But I, I just... Yeah, I mean, if you look at who he's worked with, he works with Cody. Yep. He works with Jericho. Mm-hmm. He just worked with CM Punk. Worked with John Moxley. For the title. Yep. He did. Forgot about that. Yeah, so I mean... He's had at least two, I, th- I believe, two title matches. AEW heavyweight title matches. At least one, if not two. Hmm. What happened in that first one? Because I didn't think he lost. To Moxley. Yeah, he lost to Moxley. Because hmm. that was when he was doing the the vote for MJF thing. Hmm. Um, I remember that one, so maybe the one that I supposedly can't remember didn't actually happen. I just imagined it. But um, He was in the very first Blood and Guts. He threw Jericho off. Yep. Um, I mean, he started the Pinnacle, which, yeah, it didn't last very long, but it, like, kind of shaped a lot of stuff in AEW now. Um, I mean, he's been a part of a lot of big feuds, I mean. Yeah. I just don't understand how you could be upset about it. Yeah. I mean, it just gives you that much firepower when uh, your time comes for a contract. Right. Look who I look. Look what I did in my time. Right. And like we keep saying, I mean, you've brought it up several times. I just, I just feel like he kind of gets forgotten about a little bit in uh, in WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he goes to WWE. I could see him and uh, probably Cody working together. Whether um, them two like teaming up or having some kind of feud maybe or Something like that, because I'm sure they'll probably want to put them together, maybe. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, possibly, potentially. But then I see him um, squaring off against the Miz or something like that. Right. Or those two becoming like a hot ticket item, kind of like Miz and Morrison. But you're never going to have Miz and Morrison, because that was legit. Johnny Drip Drip. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, I don't know. I I really don't know. I'm like at loss of like what to think and stuff going forward. I mean, um, like I said at the beginning, uh, it's... uh, it's hard to tell, like, what's a shoot 
in what's not anymore. At least with AEW. Yeah, yeah, at least with AEW, at least, so. I don't know, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Because WWE storylines are, like, way out there, usually. <laughs> yeah. Like, the whole Lana, Rusev, Bobby Lashley thing. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Miro's back! Oh, is he? Yeah. Nice. Miro's back. He, uh, wrestled... Johnny Drip Drip, I think. Yeah, Johnny Drip Drip's still doing AEW. I think he wrestled Johnny Drip. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Maybe, oh, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know if he did or not. Yeah. He might have. I can't remember now. I could have swore he wrestled Johnny Drip Drip, but I could be lying to you guys. Wednesday was far away. Saturday. It is Saturday. Um... What was I going to say? Oh... Wow, my mind just drew a blank on the podcast here, people. Sorry. Uh, wow, this is horrible. What do you got? Anything? Um, drawing blanks here. This isn't good. This is not good at all. Yeah, I'm just. Scroll and find it. Oh, oh, I know what I was going to say. So, um, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conte are engaged now? Gross. Like, I, I, I don't get it. So John's mad. Oh, John's girl's Anna J, but he yeah. said he liked Ty Conte. Did he? I think so. Yeah. Oh, well, he might be furious then. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't understand it. It's a little soon. He was just engaged to his ex-fiance back in October, or whatever it's been, and he's been seeing Ty for what six months. Yeah. It's whatever. Maybe he'll ditch her and move on to somebody else. <laughs> Maybe he's got uh, settling down issues. He's going to hook up with uh, Nyla Rose? <laughs> no, Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong. So, have you heard anything about Nia Jax? she coming to wrestle or something? Uh, I haven't. Re I mean, not really. I haven't seen anything on her. Um, I saw a post 
you know, you get these fake posts about people being all elite and whatnot, and she was on one of them. So, I don't know if it's true or not. I don't think it's true. I just think it was some fake reel. Um... Yeah, this podcast kind of sucks right now. Nah, it doesn't suck. I have no information for the listeners here. No, we got plenty. We got plenty. Hit me. Um, well, okay. Let's talk about the, the other big big news. Um, what's your thoughts about um, AEW... Not having CM Punk relinquish the title and having a, as I do quotes, interim champ. My opinion on that? Yeah, yeah. Give me your thoughts. Because they did that with with the um, TNT title with Cody having COVID or whatever. Okay. Um, Well, here's my thoughts on this, okay? Is that AEW was coming out with the ranking system, right? Yep. Correct. Wins and losses record and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yep. So they're treating it more like MMA boxing type thing, right? Correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when somebody goes injured, they always have an interim champion. So that's where I think they're getting all this interim champion. In boxing and UFC, they do? Mm hmm. See, I guess I've never been into boxing. And I've only slightly been into UFC, but I've never really paid attention to like the title deal. I just figured they, if you can't, in in my opinion, if you can't defend it when there's an opportunity for there to be a defense, yeah, in X amount of time, you should have to relinquish that title. Catch my drift. I mean, in a way, you kind of do. More or less, is that like your interim champion is your interim champion until the the legit com- champion comes back, and then they square off to find out who's who's better. Yeah, I just don't know if I like that or not. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird. I mean, usually with uh, with WWE or something like that, if they if the somebody gets hurt, they just relinquish the title. Right, and I've seen before too where guys have gotten hurt and it's not super super serious, and they just kind of keep them out of action. Yeah, write for... them off TV or. Do it, have them doing promos backstage. Yeah, just have them doing promos and keeping them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So. Hmm. I mean, I guess <clears throat> this is Tony's thing, so I guess whatever he wants to do at the end of the day. So. Right, he just listens to our podcast and gets all our ideas and puts them into his own show. Yeah, and doesn't compensate us. Right. Can't give us a little, little uh, kickback. 
so disappointing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Last Flair's last match. Or last Flair, Ric Flair's last match is coming up. Okay. Um. And uh, for Jim Crockett Promotions, and the event sold out. Oh, it's sold out already. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you listen to um, <coughs> Rick, <coughs> excuse me, Rick Flair's podcast with Conrad Thompson, if you want to buy a house, go to SaveWithConrad.com. Um, but anyways, um, <laughs> on their podcast, uh, they were talking about his last match, and uh, they just had a segment on where they talked about the match with uh, Shawn Michaels, his farewell match in WWE. Mm. And uh, he actually got totally emotional and cried at the end of the the podcast. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Were they in Mexico when they were doing this podcast? um, That I do not know. It sounded like they were, like, over Skype. Because... He lives in Florida. Flair does. And then uh, Conrad lives in Alabama. Mm. Okay. Hmm. I think he lives in Alabama. Mm. Whatever. Hmm. Well, um, Roman Reigns just hit 900 days. Universal champ. What do you think about that? Um, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy that uh, he's been champ that long. Um, it seems like he should have probably relinquished the belt probably a long time ago, but I don't know. But he's got the best gimmick going on in WWE right now, so can't really complain. He's like the Hulk Hogan of uh, this generation. Yeah. Except um, for he's a heel. Yeah, but when he was babyface, they pushed him pretty hard. They pushed him down your throat. Right, and that's what they did with Hogan, though, so. Yeah. And he didn't. He didn't get that popular until he turned heel. Right. Right. Because I remember as a kid, always loving uh, Hollywood Hogan. That's still my favorite Hogan. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood Hogan. Yeah. I like the red and white man. When that music hit, I am a real American. Yeah. Nope. I played that for Brandon one day. I walked in and. Put that on the on the phone. I was like, "Hey, you hear this?" And then I played it, and then he kind of marked out a little bit. I just thought Hollywood Hogan had such a cool look—the black bandana, and then like the the scruff, the black scruff, and he still had the yellow handlebar, and uh, 
and he had the the gloves with the the cut off cut out fingers, and then he had the the wrestling tights with the lightning bolts on it, and the the boots with the bolts on it and stuff too. Like that was sweet. That's the Hogan I remember. Thunder not, Lips is here. In not the flesh, baby. Not the take your vitamins, say your prayers. Like obviously, I know that Hogan, but the Hogan I grew up with. So. Yeah. Even though he was a bad guy, I mean, who didn't like the NWO? The NWO wasn't even a bad group, <laughs> I think. You think they were good guys? Secretly good guys? It could have been. Yeah, well, then it got far-fetched, but... Yeah, it got way out of control. But, I mean... It, then they started doing the Latino World Order, the Wolf Pack. I don't know, the Wolf Pack was cool, though, but... There at the end of the NWO, everybody was in the NWO. Yeah. Got a little out Except of Except for Diamond Dallas Page. And Sting. And Sting. But he was in the Wolf Pack there. Well, I don't even know about Booker T. Was Booker T part of it? I don't know if he was part of the NWO. Maybe? I don't know. I don't think... Maybe not. I always liked the, the Wolf Pack uh, um, theme music. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> you always hear the, the wolf hollering, yeah. the howling or Don't whatever. turn your back on the wolf pack. You <laughs> might wind up in a body bag. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. That was good. Um, that's actually that, that wrestling ring I have. It does that. Oh really? Yeah, it does that. Like when when you set up like the whole entrance or whatever, um, and you pull the and you the wrestler you put the wrestler on this little slide thing to make it look like they're walking down the the mm-hmm. aisle, and you pull it all the way back and it like hits a trigger, and it howls, or it says like "Let's get ready to rumble," like the Michael Buffer thing. Mm-hmm. It howls and then does a doo, doo, doo. yeah, it's a classic. That's pretty cool. Classic. Well, I mean, your your new uh, your new little friend, uh, Poppy. Um, I think she might be part of the Wolf Pack. Yeah, that would make sense. I I think uh, I hear the music playing when she's in a cage in the middle of the night. She howls and the music plays. Yeah, um, so apparently sources, there's sources out there that say that Johnny Gargano might be open to a WWE return. I could see that. You know, I think the one reason why he probably didn't sign the contract is because he had that baby coming. Yeah. I think he wanted to be home. Yeah, probably. Because I think if he wanted out of out of uh, AW, I mean WWE, I think he would have appeared in a promotion already. Which I don't think he really has... 
appeared in any major promotion. He hasn't done anything. Yeah. Like nothing, not even indie stuff. Yeah, he must him and uh, Candice must have uh, saved up their money and did something that was going to benefit their their time off. Yeah, I mean, I mean that they just had a baby. I mean, why not spend some time with the baby and stuff? So, I mean, if I could afford it, I would have stayed with uh, Julia the Gulia probably the rest of her life. <laughs> but yeah, so that way I could have teach her a whole bunch of wrestling stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Other than who's your favorite wrestler? Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> that was funny. You kind of marked that dead. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was good. I worked on that one really hard for you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I just got to work on the boom. Ah, it'll come with time. She doesn't really uh, grasp the concept of the uh, the boom. It'll come with time. Um, well, I just saw a tweet uh, that said the original plan for the Forbidden Door was supposed to be um CM Punk against uh Tanahashi for the AEW title and then Hangman against Okada for the IWGP heavyweight title um so obviously with CM Punk injured the Tani the Tanahashi match kind of go that match kind of goes away but if they stick with the plan Maybe Hangman won't be in the Battle Royal. Um, or he still could be, I guess, and he just wouldn't win. Um, but, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to think where where they would go with this this belt. I mean, do they give it to Hangman again? If you, honestly, in my opinion, I would not give it to Hangman again. Do they give it to, uh, Brian? Danielson? Mm-hmm. Who's going to, with them doing the merger like we talked about, and, um, we talked about it. Somebody else talked about it on a post uh, with them merging with the new TV deal or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and them wanting to have a high profile. Yeah, who's going to be their guy? Well, honestly, in my opinion, which doesn't necessarily matter matter in the wrestling world. Um. I'd give it to Moxley. He can be two-time AEW heavyweight champ. And then um, when it comes to CM Punk coming back, just kind of feel out the crowd. Did the crowd gravitate towards Moxley? Um, well, the, and, and the given that to Moxley thing obviously d- depends on who's in the Battle Royal thing. Right. 
And the and even if Adam Cole's in the Battle Royal, I'd still like to see Moxley get it because I think you save that Adam Cole angle later on. As in, like, Adam Cole needs a big win in terms of, like, the belt as itself, not an interim deal. Mm-hmm. If he's going to win it, then... You know, like, if you're going to win it your first time, you want it to be just the regular, not the interim. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. then you always got that asterisk by your... Where John Moxley's already won it. He's already had his title reign. But I think he deserves a second title reign. I don't think his title reign was awful. I mean, shoot, most of it was during the pandemic. But if you're going to give it to Moxley, why don't you just give it to Moxley? Like the belt as a whole? Mm-hmm. I don't That's a question for Tony. That's why I don't like the interim thing. Yeah, it, it, I mean... It raises too many questions. It... The the only way the the only reason why Moxley makes sense is because he was the last champion that's actually wrestling right now. Besides Hangman, Jericho. Well, following line. Oh, yeah. Because you had Hangman took it from Kenny. Mm-hmm. Kenny's not wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then the next would be uh, Moxley. Because Kenny took it for Moxley. So, I mean, in a way that makes sense. So, why don't you... I mean, if you're going to have anything, why don't you just have Hangman and Moxley wrestle? Right. Why make it an eight-man battle run? Right. And why does John Moxley get to go to the end already? Right. Why wouldn't you just say... The heck with it. I'm going to make it a ten-man battle royal. I'm Winner gonna, gets the belt. And I'm going to put all the... I'm going to put... Jericho, Moxley, and Hangman in there because they were all previous champs. I would put Kenny in there, but he's injured. And then, so that's three guys. And then put the next guys in the line if you're going to do it by wins and losses. Yeah. Whoever falls in there. Yeah. I mean, could MJF, could they be like, oh, well, with the storyline changing for Punk... Could MJF come back and be like, oh, I'm sorry, boss, oh, da, 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 like, you know, could they play that card and have him enter the Battle Royal? And Maybe. him go up against Moxley. Maybe they're going to bring outside people in, whether it be Impact guys, New Japan guys. Jay White. OH guys, right. So, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see next Wednesday. Speaking of Jay White, Bullet Club, um, Ace Austin is now part of the Bullet Club. Right. Yep. I saw that. And Kenta's back. And Kenta's back. So. Bullet Club. Hot item. Coming back. Switchblade era. Could be the best. Maybe. Maybe. So, what's your partake on um, 
the Young Bucks FTR deal. What do you mean? Like, do you think that those guys should be, like, wrestling each other? The Young Bucks and FTR? Yeah. Like, I know they did set a match, right? Didn't they wrestle on the pay-per-view? No, they wrestled the Hardys. Oh. I thought they were eyeing up uh, FTR. I thought, thought they were wrestling, going to be wrestling FTR. Well, I might be, like, seeing things in my head. Or I could be telling the truth. Well... Because I, I thought I saw something that, like, they were going to square off for, like, the well, R- Now that you bring that up, ROH titles, I, I had seen something. Well, they did wrestle for the ROH titles a, okay, few, they weeks, already did. a few weeks ago. Remember when you said uh, that if they won, you were going to stop watching AEW? As in terms of the Bucks, if the Bucks beat FTR right away. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that is right. A few weeks ago, that happened. Um, um, but I think what I'm talking about, maybe, is the picture of... FTR with um, CM Punk and CM then Punk and the then Young Bucks and Hangman. Correct. Yeah, I saw that. I Correct. Was gonna, I was after you said that I was going to bring it up. Yeah. Yes, I think that's what I was kind of um, referring to. I, th- that would be a sweet feud. That would be interesting because then it's pretty much like Hangman's like because he, he he pretty much turned heel right right at the end of this like this CM Punk deal where he's like, oh, I'm trying to protect AEW from you. And it's like, CM Punk's like, I'm, I'm not a bad guy, man. I'm just the next in line. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like a heel turn in my mind. And I feel like it might segue Hangman into back with the Bucks and the Elite kind of deal. Real, rekindling the... And then I think it kind of opens the door for some weird uh, tension when Kenny comes back. Yeah. So, and you know how Tony is. He likes the slow burn thing. So I think it kind of fits pretty well with, I mean, obviously the CM Punk getting hurt throws a little bit of a wrench in, in some plans, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. See, that would be the hardest thing as a booker. Is you got all these plans laid in place and you're doing the slow burn and then someone gets hurt. Right. And then you got to... So is that why WWE moves fast and totally eliminates their their runs sometimes? Maybe. Because uh, I didn't know this, but Sean actually broke a rib in that Flair Shawn Michaels match. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Guess I didn't know that either. I didn't know. Yep. I don't know when it happened, but it happened during the match. Because Flair was protecting him then after that. So, making sure he can carry on the match and he didn't want to stop hmm. 
Got any quick hits? Warlow. Still my man. Yeah, is that your wrestler of the week? I think so. It's either that or Dan Hookhausen. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do you like chips? Do you want some chips? I got chips. What kind of chips would you like? You want some Doritos? You want some barbecue chips? <laughs> well, what do you got for me? Anything? Um, you want to talk about that spicy pineapple? <laughs> Don't drink it. Don't drink it. Uh, no. Um, I. I was just gonna say, um, I I told you already, but that um, documentary I watched on Peacock on the WWE section of it. Yep. The rise and fall of ECW. Um, it was good, really well done. There's a lot of stuff that I didn't know. A lot of stuff I did know. What's some of the stuff that you didn't know? Um. I didn't realize that um, McMahon had helped ECW so much along the way. And then I also didn't realize that uh, Paul Heyman legitimately hates Eric Bischoff. Like, really hates Eric Bischoff. Um... But then I knew all the other stuff about the money issues and Paul giving wrestlers checks that bounce and all that other jazz. Um, Running out of his mom's basement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shooting um, promos out of the basement. Um, but no, yeah, it was really interesting and it made me want to dabble in some old school ECW. I mean, I know hardcore is not... I'm not super, super into that, but I feel like ECW did a lot of good stuff. They didn't call it Extreme Championship Wrestling for nothing. Right. I but mean, I, e even in their, video, their, their um, uh, I can't think of it, their, uh, their monologue for the video monologue at the beginning of the show, um, I mean, they have guys jumping out of the ring into the crowd and whatnot. So, I mean, it, they always did that, like, around New York. So, Hammerstein Ballroom. So, that crowd was pretty rough. Right. So, it was it was pretty extreme. Right. They kept it uh, extreme. They kept it kind of real. Right. And they had New Jack. <sighs> yeah. Well... But they also brought in wrestlers like Mysterio and Psychosis and Juventud Guerrero and, um, you know, Sabu and Ryan. I mean... Sabu sucks. Nah, no, yeah, Sabu's just a crazy guy. But, I mean, and Chris Jericho and Benoit and Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko. I mean, those guys are legit wrestlers. Steve Austin. Yeah, Steve Austin got a b good big break there. Raven. Um, Raven. I mean... Um, Dudley Boys. Yeah, the Dudley Boys, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, 
Bam Bam. Um, Shane Douglas, Rob. Mike Awesome. See, the difference between some of these guys, and then you have like Shane Douglas, Jerry Lynn, like those were like some legitimate wrestlers. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, and then you throw in like the beer belly drinker, like Sandman, Sandman. who shouldn't have been allowed to like step foot in that building and wrestle. <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying like yeah. yeah they had a lot of extreme crazy dumb stuff but then they also had like legit guys. I mean Terry Funk was there. I know Terry Funk did a lot of hardcore stuff, but Terry Funk did a lot of legit wrestling too. Mhm. So I don't know. I it just kind of when I watch that old school stuff and I kind of forget about some of that stuff and it gets brought back up to me. It just makes me think of like, man, Paul Heyman. He's an extremely intelligent guy when it comes to wrestling stuff. Yeah. He just couldn't run a couldn't run a promotion. No. I mean, if he had somebody else backing him and he did all the, you know what I mean? Like I mean, he was doing a good job back in the day. I think like when he first started, but then he started getting a little mainstream and I think he probably just yeah, I think things kind of, the train kind of fell off the tracks. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think... Because uh, ECW was like an early day ROH, almost. But not like what ROH was. Yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but, um... I don't know. Um uh, trying to think who I'm going to have for my wrestlers of the week as we uh kind of wind down here. Um I think I'm going to have to go with uh Well, I didn't really watch too much. <laughs> I didn't really watch too much wrestling this week. Um But uh Ah, the hell with it. I'll just go with Paul Heyman. He's not a wrestler, but he's my wrestler of the week. Has to do with wrestling. Okay. Doesn't matter. That's what I'm going with. He's good. So. Solid. But unless you got anything else real quick, I think we're going to... No, I don't think so. Wrap I think we're up. good. All right, well. 85 in the books. Till next week. Till next week. This episode of Hot Tag is brought to you by... Man, I feel totally sluggish today. Here, Matty Ice, why don't you try this? What's this? It's a super kick energy drink. It's got more super kicks than a Young Bucks match. (laughs) Bang! This is Axel the Axeman, and you're listening to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys on the Anchor Podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. That's the number one, not spelled out. BeerCityBoys1. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Hot Hot tag out.